Hey everyone, I'm Tima from Shades and Pages and welcome to Brazenly Shady, your ticket to hot and unfiltered conversations about all things black romance. Tap in everybody, we're about to take y'all on a ride. We are now recording. Welcome to Brazen Bay Reviews, the podcast, and welcome to another show where we have decided to read some random books for the month of, we're still in August, August. So, hey, how y'all doing? What's up, y'all? What it do? Huh? I said, what it do? What it do do? Uh, we hope y'all have had a, a a good good reading month. Had a good month, period. But uh, we's here to talk about some books and some other bullshit. We should start saying books and bullshit. I like that because there's always some bullshit. Always, and it's always books. So let's go. Books and bullshit. It is what it is. Yeah, man. Listen, a mess. But anyway, so we gonna we gonna talk about these books and then we're gonna get into some other shit like we always do. So um I feel like I had a good reading week this month. What about I mean this week? What about you? I I think I had a good week too. It's good. Um, yeah. yeah, I read some books. You read some books? I read some books. I was doing a little reading, 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 you know. My reading challenge is up there, baby. Okay, reading, reading. Okay. So I, I gotta check on my reading challenge. I don't even know if I met my challenge. Shit, knowing me, I probably didn't. I, I kind of last year I read fifty one books. That shit ain't kicking this year, obviously. At least I don't know. It depends on how lonely I am. I don't have no dick. I need steady dick, obviously. So yeah. <laughs> I want to do the blow my back out so, so good that I ain't got to worry about as much as I am. I'm still going to read because I'm a reader, you know, but I want him to be yeah. like, what are we doing tonight? Hey, take me out on dates and shit. We ain't got to be real so weak, like the fudge. Yeah, so. Well. Can- yeah. That's a way to start off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm at 217 books right now. So that's pretty decent. And um, yeah. That's fucking good. What? Yeah. I don't think I got past 100 as of yet. I need a life, obviously. But yeah. But I, I think it's because I my too, but shit. Yeah, I think because my son was in here this summer and I I just had time, you know, I had time and, you know, I, I've done a lot of traveling this summer, so I've been reading on these things. <laughs> I mean, homegirl was traveling, homegirl was all over the place. I mean, just came back from the Bahamas and shit, showing off, showing everybody her goddamn pictures and shit. Hey, you know, I, you know what, I have been, it's been five years since I've been home. Aww. So everybody, you know, catch up with my family, my brothers, especially. 
especially because, you know, I love my brothers mm-hmm. and my sisters too, you know. For some reason, like, all my old homes showed up, like, on this That Mark filter, uh, that Mark Simpson meme and shit with a hand <laughs> Yes. And and one thing that I, and it's like this happened when I was younger. Like I was uh-huh. really younger. The same energy when I was younger. Look, I was an, I was young. I'm grown now. I'm not interested in y'all like that anymore. Like. <laughs> Ooh, she said she ain't interested in y'all like that. But it was fun. It was fun. I had a good time. So, so back to these. Oh, I'm just rambling. Don't mind me. Look, she <laughs> she went back there and show all her booze what they missing out on and shit. Exactly. Bitch, look what you missed out on, bitch. Look what you missed out on. Especially the second dog me out. Like, dude, we ain't cool. Uh, like child, if you don't take your ass home somewhere, like ain't nobody interested in you like that. Go on now, go on, sir, go on. <laughs> yeah, but I had a good reading week this week, so okay. So we had some, uh, we had some good reads. So we're gonna talk about three books that we we read. Um. And enjoy. So we're going to start off with mm-hmm. Hunger by Nicole Falls. These are all new releases, by the way, y'all. Mm-hmm. So We really was killing the new releases this week, girl. They was, throwing shit out. <laughs> they was throwing balls and shit. I was like, no, wait a minute, bitch. Nicole Falls with the Beyonce drop. Nicole Falls with the Beyonce drop. Rosie with the Beyonce drop. Nah, Kima. She's been Pubbing this book, so oh, okay. I, I've been eyeing it from she's been pubbing it. Okay. So I expect Kima for respecting me and marketing book and pubbing the book in advance on like Rilzy and Nicole who did the Beyonce, but you know what? I love y'all still though. <laughs> Listen, you do the Beyonce drop, you drop that shit on him, you drop the fire on him, and then you walk off. And then, and then. Like, ah! Right. And, walk away. and that's what they did, and I was here for it. Uh, so, yes. All right, y'all, so we're going to start off with Hunger by Nicole Falls, which is a new release by her. These are also very... Uh, all of these are short uh, novella length books. Um, yeah. Too. So mm-hmm. get into them. But anyway, let's get into this book, okay? So Hunger by Nicole Falls. We have um, Tyson and Troy Ann, which we will call her Troy for the rest of this episode. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but the spelling for Troy Ann. I loved it. I loved the way that it was spelled. I know. And I wasn't sure if I was like, Lord, I hope I'm saying it like how I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the way that Shout out to Nicole Falls for that. I yeah, like it. It was different. Yeah. It was very cute. And I like it. But that's, that's what we do. 
that's what we do. We be finding different ways to name people, name our kids and shit. And, and people be, they get adults, they be like, why you go? Why you why you name me that? Well, mom, what was you thinking? Listen, did you you I was being unique, okay? Mm-hmm. I know somebody named I know I know a woman named Unique. God dang, I do. Yeah. But anyway, back to Nicole Falls. <laughs> okay. So we have Tyson and Troyan. Tyson owns a gym. Mm-hmm. And Troyan Troyan comes in, or Troy comes in to gym to get her body right. And not necessarily to lose weight. She just wanted to be healthy. Yeah, I like that. Mm. She was, I thought that was a real like, good thing that she, she did. She was like a bitch walking up the stairs and she can't breathe. I'm trying to get my life to <laughs> I was like, I get you. I get you. Girl, let me tell you, I felt that long because I was like, you know, that is me. But I ain't trying to do nothing yet. But I got it. Thank you, uh, Nicole, because I was there. I felt that. I was like, ooh, yeah, I yeah. that too. But going up, going up those stairs and wheezing. Reason when you go up those stairs, when you get to the top, you out of breath, coughing. Girl, it's bad. It be bad down, honey. But yeah, so you know, one step at a time, one day at a time. I ain't did quite yet. You know, Lord's still working on me. So yeah. Um, but you know, we have Troy who comes to the gym to get uh, you know, to get healthy. You know, and uh, her and Troy do uh, her, her and Tyson do have an instant attraction, which I mm-hmm. liked, and I like that they kind of like uh had like a little, you know. You know, a little thing about, well, more on Tyson's end because I think Troyan wanted Tyson to get up in them draws earlier, but he had a situation where he had a situation with a previous client and that shit did not go right and it led to some, you know, some bad shit. So, yeah. Yeah. But that didn't stop him from eyeing her ass, though. Like, Girl, he was looking at that. He had it. Bad for Troy. Yeah, oh my god. I love that his brother was fucking with him. And uh the brother friend was fucking with him all throughout the book. Like, you done ran this motherfucking lady. <laughs> <laughs> they kept messing with him all throughout the book. Um, but he was really hesitant to start something with Troy because he didn't want it to be where you know it interfered. First with him and his brother's business, and then, you know, with the professional relationship that they started off with. So he was very hesitant, but like I said, I think Troy and uh, Troy wanted that dick from day one. She wanted the dick, so she made the first move. Troy was like, listen here now. I mean, and I see that we need to move forward with this shit. Let's go. You understand? I Ain't uh, nothing like a woman who knows what she wants and she on. went out and called it a day. And I like that they had uh, an uh, easygoing friendship that made the transition into lovers. Yeah. Good. You understand? Mm-hmm. And these niggas was nasty. Oh, they was nasty. These they niggas was nasty. Child, they love desk, didn't they? They love fucking on the desk. Troy said, are you ready to stop playing like you don't want me yet? Let me tell you something. Bitch. Bitch. 
<laughs> I felt that. Because I was like, yes, boo. Yes. Like, it was just that he wanted her. So I was like, trying to figure out why he was acting like that. But then, you know, as you move further along into the book, you, you realize Cycle D from the past <laughs> and got him caught up yep. in some shit. Yep. That caused him to, you know, go Lose to the big house. Yeah, he lost his freedom. So he was very cautious on how he moved, which I didn't blame him at all. And, you know, it was like, you don't want to go into something and that shit happen again. You know what I'm saying? At least he was cautious because, you know, most motherfuckers, they don't care. They go head in first and then they be like, oh, I'm caught up again. You know what I'm saying? So I like that Tyson was like, mm. well, he was, he didn't lead with the head below. He led with the head up high. And I like that about him. And, and he didn't care how big her booty was. He was not making the first move. Yeah. But, you know, once she put that uh, that thing on him, child, he was hooked like freaking. Mm-mm. I, I, I liked how he, um, first of all, he went to prison. I think he was in prison for three years. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like how he kind of rehabilitated, rehabilitated. Why am I, why am I having a problem talking? Rehabilitated, you know, started a clean business. Because, you know, he was on that shit before he went to business. And kind of, like, did not look back. Like, he clean cut, ran a clean business, left the past behind him, and he moved forward. So I really really like to see people who had the odds stacked against them, and they freaking persevered from that shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, even though he was, he let that shit fest and made him bitter. You know, he came out and he did. So I, I, I freaking like that shit. And another thing that I like about him was the fact that he was a natural hairstylist. Like, dude was out there twisting dreads and shit. I like that shit. You understand? I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the rehabilitation story she gave Tyson. I thought it was a real good thing to see him come out or just see an author write like a black man, you know, that was, you know, locked up and he mm-hmm. came out and he turned his life around and he decided, like Tama said, not to look back and go into this um this this gym business with his brother and you know they were successful. So I do like the rehabilitation story that yeah. she did with him. I love him Mm -hmm. telling the story of how he became a natural hairstylist, like how his mother taught them. His mother was on her pan-African shit, so she she really was on that shit. Yeah, she taught them that, you know, she always had their hair in dreads, but in order for them to keep their hair together, you know, they had to start doing it together. Except for Kenny, old baby ass, because he ain't never learned shit. Hey, it's hard being the baby. Because and I, you're the baby, your older sisters and your older brothers basically do everything for you. So yeah, I can't. My sister could. One of them could do nails. One could sew, sew and weave. One could do all this shit. Guess what I could do? Not a goddamn thing. Because they did it for me. So right. I didn't feel the need 
to learn. Like, I'm still on that thread on Twitter where they say, where's a safe space for black women that can't breathe? Nigga, that's me. Because I cannot breathe. Like, I can breathe something the next day. Like, it ain't tight. It ain't ticking. So, I understand that piece where I come from, Kenny, where you always had somebody to do something for you. And you never... You understand what I'm saying? Like me, I can't bake bread because my mama died before she teach me how to bake bread. So, bitch, bread be hard as fuck. Like, I cannot bake bread. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, shit. Yes, so. Oh, Lord. So, I'm going to need you to get come on for Kenny back because Kenny's the youngest. I'm the oldest, so I, I got where uh, Tyson was coming from, but Kenny baby ass still could learn something. Oh, baby <laughs> ass. In your way. Why? Why he gonna learn it? His big brother just goes. Now what if him and, now what if him and Tyson would have gotten to and Tyson was probably like, fuck your old bald head self, then what? Then he was gonna go to the stylist. But... Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway, y'all see how she be fucking with me? She be fucking with me. But, okay. So, I like the story where we got the story behind how he became a natural hairstylist. And he, that's how he made his his book in jail. Like, he was doing niggas hair. I was like, come on. Right. And they was cracking on him saying he's doing niggas hair. Motherfucking back, and I was like, they're gonna leave this man alone. <laughs> but it was a, it was a nice story. But I agree with Tama one hundred percent that I like the transition from them going to this kind of like work relationship to, to, to like a friendship, and it did make the transition easier for them once they um you know decided to kind of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> is that Tyson was the one that actually started to fall first. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. He started to kill feelings first. And another, and because yes. this was from Tyson's point of view, now that's something like that Very doesn't get the male's point of view. So I liked, I liked that. Some Times I was a little frustrated that it was from his point of view because I felt that I wanted so I wanted to know more about Troy. Yes. So it was written from his point of view, but sometimes I wish it was too. 
so I can figure out what the hell was going on with Troy. You understand? A, a little bit more things I wanted to know about her. Yeah. So, but yeah. I like how she picked up how she covered also the classism that goes on, right? Mm-hmm. Because we had the classism between Troy and Tyson because Tyson came from like as I always say, I do the quotations, but you know the hood, you know. The hood uh, is a single and he was in a single parent household, his dad because his mom died when they were young. And Troy and she said she came from the hood, but once she got older, you know how sometimes as white people, when we get to a certain status, you know, we buying the red bottoms and the big bags and, you know, now we think we above it all. And I like how she covered that, how she thought a certain way about Tyson when a situation popped off. She thought, uh, you know, a certain way about him and he had to correct her. But I mm-hmm. do agree with her. I wish she would have said something to him instead of stewing in his car and just sitting there. Because I'm like, and I'm glad that her friends pulled her motherfucking coattails. Like, mm-hmm. you being elitist, you being bougie, you being judgmental. Why you ain't asked that man what the situation was. Agreed. You know? So, but I did like that she covered that in a situation. Even from Tyson's point of view, because the book, like Tamer said, is from his point of view. We got kind of like how he viewed her as, you know, she wasn't better than him. But I think during certain times in the book when I was reading it, how he was like almost kind of like embarrassed to bring her around his people because he didn't want them to be like, you know, like ghetto or, you know, something like that around her because. As the um the friend in the gym will always say, you know, with her bougie ass, you know, she's very yeah. bougie and all that other stuff. So I mm-hmm. think he was initially very embarrassed to bring her around his people because he didn't want them to embarrass not just him, but themselves in front of her because he viewed her through a certain lens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just how she always viewed him through a certain lens. But I like that she covered that and, and how they kind of like, got past that lens. I, I do wish she would have elaborated on that more because by the time we got to the end of the book, you know, it still was like kind of like, you know, when that situation popped off at the end of the book, I was kind of like, oh, so, oh, so this is where kind of like that, where she's from a certain, you know, she's a certain way and he's a certain way that kind of like clashes. So I wish she would have elaborated a little bit on like, yeah. on that. But I do like that she covered that, that we got that in there. Because I feel like we don't see that enough, especially when, in romances. Yeah, now that we on the, the topic of elaborating, I did want a little bit more information on Sis, the, the woman who showed up at his um, house asking him to beat her ass, but go ahead, Tamer. No, you can't. No, no, you can't beat her ass. Anyway, but go ahead, Tamer. It was, it just, the way that it was presented in the book, it just seemed like something was going to pop off, like something else was going to pop off. So I was sitting there waiting to see, she she was like, oh, you better help me. It's like, she was throwing a little threats and shit. So I was thinking, oh, she pop up on Troy, she gonna do something. And it just, like, it was just, like, open-ended. Like, nothing happened. We didn't get any resolution of that. And then, at the end, when 
Troyan took him to the to the game night, some some type of game night, and his brother and his brother's best friend found out that he slept with her friend. With his old dumbass. I, I feel like it. I feel like it. Yeah, he's a dumbass because it's like you know you have feelings for her, and you do know she has feelings for you. So why even go there? But it, I'm not that kind of am. In his defense, he didn't know that was her friend. He thought it was her brother's one of her brothers jump off. But the fact that you're even sleeping with your brother's jump off, like he had a very skewed perceptive perception of women anyway, because remember yeah. there was a section in the book where even Tyson had to get on him because he kept calling women bitches, calling women out their name, black women out their name. And his brother had to check him a couple of times. And his brother was trying to understand, like, where are you getting this, this these kind of thoughts from, my dude? Because, like, what the fuck is going on? So Kenny had a very, in my opinion, he had a very screwed perception of women anyway. So, like, I knew he had feelings for his best friend, you know, but I agree, like like Tyson said, once, even if you didn't know, once you found out, nigga, she just said something, because you already knew she was going to be mad. <laughs> and she, yeah. That effort was mad. She was pissed, and I feel like <laughs> their little, her attitude and the way that things happen at the end of the book kind of took a walk for me when it comes to Tyson and Kenny. Like, I know it was kind of like, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? A transition into the second book, because obviously there's going to be a right. second book. I'm hoping so, Nicole. I'm calling you out. I'm hoping so. We looking for that second book, girl. We got our eye. We got our good eyes on you. But go ahead, team. And I feel like it was, it kind of took away from us getting a proper ending of what was going on with Troy and Tyson no, and Jessica, which in, I feel, and I'm not an author, so maybe focus on Troy and Tyson and then put that in a prologue in their book or something like that. Because I feel like I wanted to know what's going on with Troy and Tyson. Are they, I know they're together, but I mean, right. something. And so, yeah, that's, that's, no, that's, I that's a little issue with the ending of right. the book. No, I agree. I, like I said in my initial review, this book did end on a cliffhanger because we, that, that, that cliffhanger, the way it ended for me, it kind of like, for me, it felt like the relationship between, like, even though we kind of knew that Tyson and Troy came to a consensus and they were going to be together, that situation at the cliffhanger, it kind of felt like now, like Tamer said, like now their, their situation is up in the air and we don't know what's going to happen because of what popped off with Kenny and the best friend. And I can't remember her name right now, so sorry, y'all. But, you know... It, it was, it, it, you know, it did leave it up in the air. But at the end of the all, I think this was a great surprise drop. I think she did her thing yeah. with this motherfucking book. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. Sexy times. And look, them, them sex scenes good. I was like, I don't know what y'all trying to do me this week. Shit. The sauna. Listen, I am still <gasps> in the market to recreate 
did with your girl that was good you know that remind me of a good porno scene on x on x n x x n n x when they be in a sauna fucking is it x x n x or is it x and i don't know i don't know but it's x listen i'm on that thing frequently so okay i know that shit by heart honey Damn sauna scenes be on the porn site. Yo, we know what she wanted to be doing on her free time. <laughs> I'm a woman of a certain age, so I don't be telling my business, but I do be on them sites because <laughs> a girl do need the hookups every now and again. I got the hookup. Holler if you hear me. <laughs> I ain't got no man, but I got the hookups, okay? Holler if you hear me. Hanger, which I didn't get to say in my uh, TikTok, but I that didn't take away from my enjoyment of yeah book. That was a great Beyonce type drop, girl, and I ain't mad at you. Oh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a mad. That slide in the cool because I enjoyed. I'm gonna let you Beyonce drop slide. <laughs> Y'all coming with them Beyonce right. drops? Fucking my whole reading Tyson. Tyson uh, could get it. He could get it. I mean, let me tell you something. Tyson can get it over and over and over and over again. Preferably in the sauna at the gym. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> anyway, you cause me. You cause me drool on myself. <laughs> for her recent drop hunger I like Sharonda said I did have a little issue with the ending but Tyson can still get it I can still watch her and Troy do it in the sauna through the window I have that so (laughs) (laughs) so thank you folks yes thank you for the story listen the one liners Listen, yes, Nicole. I want no motherfucking good. I want no good. Fool though. Wow. your mustache. I was like, no, go on someplace. Go on someplace. Oh, goddamn. I said, listen, nigga, she gonna stop playing. We ain't gonna never stop. She ain't gonna never stop. stop. So let's just accept Nicole Falls for the clown that she is and let's <laughs> move 
there's going to be some clown shit in there. And guess what? I'm going to be right up on laughing. Yeah, okay. Girl, that's that big birthday energy. Girl. She had a big birthday energy in this book. I said, she to the Beyonce drop. It was her birthday. She gave us the good sex. She gave us the good joke. Okay. Yes. It was birthday. It was given birthday. But did you see the birthday reel, though? <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for I watched that at least a hundred times. Okay, but she said, oh, I'm going to have it tomorrow, my birthday. <laughs> Just annoying and shit. I love it. I love Y'all it. Also, go stop by her shop. She has awesome t-shirts. Go stop by her shop. I don't know if she still has to sell, but go over there anyway and drop her birthday gift and order something. Okay. Girl, it's your birthday. Okay. Happy birthday to Cold Falls. Yeah. We enjoyed it. We liked it. Okay, girl. Mm-hmm. Four and a half stars, baby. Love me. Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. Listen, mm-hmm. y'all know I'm stingy with my fours and fives. So you got stingy me. like a motherfucker, y'all. So. Nice. <laughs> you have to earn it, God damn it. <laughs> you right. But you earned it, and I loved it. So, girl, you got me. And I'm waiting for the Kenny's book, because I want the friend to fuck his ass up. But anyway. Listen. Kenny and his doofus. But anyway. The next book. Rilsey did another Beyonce drop. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all are killing us with the Beyonce drops. But you know what? Thank you. Surrender dropped when Tuesday. Surrender by Rosie. It's an erotic store. It dropped on Tuesday, didn't it? And she dropped that in the other sky, child. She just was like, mm-hmm. girl, she dropped it and she just dropped it on everybody. Everybody was just sitting around, lazing around on Twitter, talking shit on Twitter. And Rosie came on Twitter and was like, hey, bitches. Just, just did a straight Beyonce drop in our face. You know, I think she did the cowgirl Beyonce. You know, Beyonce was a big old fluffy hair with her ass out on Instagram. The ass was looking ass. The ass was assing though. Like the assing though. Wasn't it? I was like, dang. I know Jay-Z happy as hell because that booty. Girl, that booty. The ass was assing. When she turned around, I was like, God, make it clap, girl. <laughs> That's why you got niggas out here singing songs about you. But whatever, girl, whatever. I'm going to get my ass like that. You know, it's going to be nice, round, and beautiful. Might have some stretch marks, but it'll be nice and round. Shit. Right. Um, so, Lennox. Lennox and Zara. Zara. This is, I'm telling you, my tongue is heavy tonight. I don't know what's going on. Lennox and Yara, they were sweet mates in college. I, I'm not thinking about sweet mates because they all rented this house and they stayed together. But the last night of opportunities to explore their feelings, but Yara asked, okay. got drunk and wasn't able to act on the feelings that, you know, 
they had they for had that, that was flowing between them. She wasn't yeah. able to act on it because she was fucked up. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So Lennox was like, in 12 years, and let's hear with buy you somewhere, and you will give me two nights to break in, to slap some dick on you. Pound like two nights for us to do the do. And it's just so happens later. One thing what I liked is a man who know what he want and when he sent that ticket and he was like, I'm going to see you. I was like, hey, got you. Niggas to do what they say, what they mean and mean what they say for it. Don't forget, mean, mean what they say and pay for it. And say it, pay for it and do it, okay? He sent me a ticket. He sent her ass a motherfucking ticket. No question. He sent her a chick. Okay. All expensive. He was like, let me get that coochie and let me show you what this mouth could do. And Rilzy did not spare us. Okay. She did not. I am still. I'm going to call Rilzy the chance to lover's queen because I feel like this is like reunited friends to lovers. I, that's what I think it is, yeah. because they they wild, and it's, yeah. when you read in a book, Lennox is just recently divorced, yeah. so they've seen each other for a while, so I'm going right. to call it reunited friends to lovers. Listen, for me, this was top-tier friends to lovers. This was top, this was a top-tier erotic short I was blown away by the story. I love from the first page to the ending. Um, I thought she did a really amazing job of just introducing job. us to Lennox and Yara. Because when we go inside this book, we just jump right into it. You know, it's she gets an email from him and he's like, hey, girl, what's up? Remember that night when we made that, you know, when we he made that like, act to get back together. Like, he was like, come sit on that lap. Come sit on that He was not playing. And this was Facebook. The shit escalated quickly. It escalated so quickly. And I was here for it. And I hate quick escalations. I am not going to lie. I am not a fan of quick escalations. But I love the escalation in this book. Because it, that shit went from zero to a thousand. Because it was like Yara and even she was she she was like maybe like she was like a minuscule hesitant. She when he sent that ticket, she already knew. She already knew she was fucking going. And I was like, yes, bitch, you better not give this man no harm, motherfucking time, cause you know you want it. So just going over there to the motherfucking Allen and ride the dick. And ride it. And she was looking at the man I saw his wedding. Yara, you was out there. Well, get this. And it's like, I, Willsy, All I can say, thank you. I like that she covered giving us the story of Lennox's divorce and how it took him some time to recuperate from that. Because it's always like, you know, men get over it so quick and they're never hurt. 
But mm-hmm. I like that she wrote it where that shit really affected him to the point where he couldn't be around his friends. But yeah. you know, once he came out of it and he realized that, you know what, now I have this opportunity to, you know, to 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 get with Yara, that's what I'm going to do. And y'all, oh my God, when she hit that motherfucking Allen, he saw the print and she was like, oh. Girl, she oh. he came in in gray sweatpants. I said, "Now, Lennox, let me tell you something. Niggas know, niggas know what they be doing. Niggas know what they be doing in the motherfucking sweatpants. Y'all know what y'all be doing in the motherfucking sweatpants. Y'all be rocking around with no fucking drawers on in your sweatpants with your dick swinging. I don't care where you are or who you are. If you wearing sweatpants, I'm going straight." To the dick area, guys. <laughs> we'll be headed. I. It's this natural. Hello, man. They be know what they be. They know what they be. I'm swinging like men condition to pick her up. Like he was setting her ass up. He walked up in that airport with motherfucking sweatpants and no drawers, knowing she was a thirsty ass. Because I would have been thirsty too. Okay. What it and, listen. Going back to you saying that you didn't like you don't like when things are escalated. Mm-hmm. I love because first of all we grown and you I think women from the from the minute we meet you, a woman knows what I can let you know from the from I see you, I be like, yeah, this nigga gonna get the coochie. And I be like, yeah, he ain't getting this. So we just be pacing it. We just be pacing it. So uh, you want to start that way, but we already know what's about to go down. I'm I mean, if you take one look at a motherfucker, you already know. You know what? He gonna get this pussy, or you already know right now. It ain't hard. I mean, that, yeah. that, for me, that's that's. For me, I feel like that's for men and women. Men already know if they want a situation to pop off with a woman, and, and a woman already know if they want a situation to pop off with a man. These yeah. two motherfuckers saw each other and was like, he getting a pussy, she getting a dick. And, and that was and, it. And and what I liked is like they fed off each other's energy. Oh my. But you know what? So was Yara. And it, it was like I like that she wrote it, and now y'all, Linux is a Linux is into uh like the DS type, you know, it's like BDSM going on inside of this book, okay? Yeah. But that is Linux jush, okay? Um, <laughs> Yara, but I like that she wrote it where Yara was willing to explore what Linux was offering to her. Yeah. And he brought her in on it slowly. He didn't like, you know, like he wasn't tying, you know, he wasn't like, you know, beating her ass and tying her up on beds and all that. I know, but slowly because the handcuffs have oh. me These niggas ain't gonna never do is put me in no handcuffs. I ain't gonna I you can do you, you can you could probably do some sheets and them shits better be loose. You better not be tying me tight. Cause let me tell you something. I want to get up off this bed. Cause if I can't get up off this bed, it's it's the cops coming because I'm screaming real motherfucking loud. Okay. It's see, yeah. that's the thing. You ain't even telling me. I don't care if you tie me with foil paper, sheet, rubber bond, 
you ain't tired me. Okay. But those situations you have to be with somebody that you absolutely trust. And, and I haven't. Yeah. And that's and that's another thing. They probably, even though they haven't seen each other in that 12 years, they they probably still had that trust that from college. Right. Me, on the other hand, I ain't trusting these niggas like that. <laughs> like, I don't care if I throw your ass or not. I don't care. I don't care. I don't know you like that. No, but <laughs> it was like they got together and the nasty just sat in the room and the nasty sat and oh got comfortable and nasty was like, all right. How that shit was set up. It was a nasty Linux and it was a nasty Yara just waiting. They were standing behind the Linux and the Yara. That was the nasty energies just waiting for these two motherfuckers to meet up. And once they met up, it was on and motherfucking popping. Like it was like tag. Well, you're I, it. <laughs> Yeah, when they first first got in that house and Lennox didn't want to like, he didn't want to like touch her and she was like fine. Like the way they just got off on each other, I was like, bitch. Realzy, girl, I... I, Realzy did the thing. You know what? And you know what I loved most about this book? Lennox had a dirty, nasty ass mouth. I love... When niggas are niggas have when niggas are responsive and bad and they have dirty mouths, I love that shit because they don't even understand how that takes us to the next level and how that is a turn off. Like, what you doing to me when you doing it? Just go pick out the ring because we get married. Go ahead and park your car in the dark because I might drive past your house. <laughs> <laughs> Kick down your door and smack your chick like Monica. Like <laughs> because if you tell me that shit, and if you whisper in my ear when you, oh my god, Lennox was like the best ever. She was such a dirty talker, and I honestly, I am not a fan of dirty talk, but. <laughs> I am not. I just honestly, I listen. Just let's let's get the bumping. That's how I am. Shut the fuck up. Let's get the bumping. Okay, I want to hear that shit. Okay, the ideal man. I must admit, him talking to her like that, I was like, bitch, I'm about ready to jump up in this book and get up in this bed with them. Cause what the fuck? The ideal man for me is texting me dirty shit. Before we now, like, now, you gotta text me and be like, "What my, I, you know what I like this? Don't judge me." <laughs> you text me and say, "What my pussy doing? Baby, we go together. Like, <laughs> we get the ring and fucking married. We ain't talking about it. Do things like that, and you expect me to just be cool because I'm not gonna be cool because I'm coming to you. Coming to I'm, where now, is my mother-in-law? I'm not We're together. But that's not to say that I'm not a fan of dirty text messages, dirty phone calls, and stuff like that. It's just like, like once we start fucking, you know, you know, hips meeting and shit, I don't hear it. And we ain't here for all that. We here to fuck, you know? That's that's just how I am. But anyway, I'm impatient, ho, sometimes. So that's how it is sometimes. And, and like, if I really want you, I don't want to hear all that shit. Let's just go, okay? How you liking this? You like this? 
Yes. <laughs> Do I need to go deeper? Yes, Daddy. <laughs> this is what I. Next, dirty talk. Yes, Rosie. Yes, we love it. Yes. yes. I was here for this book. This was exactly, like I said, this is exactly what it is. This is the erotic short. She did a bang out motherfucking job with this one. I love the ending. I love the HFN, the happily ever after for now, because they made the decision that we're going to try to make this shit work. You know, maybe long distance, but we're going to try to make this shit work because the attraction was too strong. And then once they, that weekend and they was fucking and he convinced her to stay some extra days, I was like, yeah, girl, you better hop on to that goddamn man with the fucking brown hazel eyes and the motherfucking dress and the big yeah, shout out to Aries Reed too for bringing the dude to life. Cause here and now that's how I see Lennox. That's how I see Lennox. I'll never be having no images, but then when I see her little ecstatics and her little boys, I be like, you know that's what? what? That might just be him. That might just that's be him. him. <laughs> she, she, Aries said what she said. If she said that's Lennox, damn it, that's Lennox. That's Lennox. I'm not doing it. That's Lennox. That's Lennox. She did one for the cold. That's Tyson. It is what it is. I know. It's <laughs> cool. I was like, and you know what? The man was masturbating. And he did never walked in the room. When I tell you, with the freaking perfect man for me. The mutual masturbation session. My God, on that Rosie. was so fucking Stop hot. Fucking I was hot as fuck. That's oh how God. God. used to say that's hot. <laughs> that's hot. Like, like I, I was like this. I think, like, I really think that I got heated because I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit heated. That's all. Just a little I bit. Like, heated. No, I just escalated. This and I like amazing it. story. I'm not even gonna lie. This was an amazing story. I was very impressed with this story. Like, if y'all listen, y'all gonna be writing some erotica. Y'all better go read this motherfucking book and see what the motherfucking the fuck up. Because <laughs> I was like, little bitch, I feel a little bit uh, tingle. So, <laughs> and that's the thing. Sex. It was sex toy positive. A yes. man who was afraid to freaking use sex toys because men are intimate sex toys. They feel like, oh, if you need a sex toy, that means I ain't doing it right. No, you're doing it right, but I just want a little razzle dazzle. I love the fact that he had be jazzle booty things. I mean, butt jewels. But he had be dazzle butt jewels and fucking so. Because you gotta give it a razzle dazzle. You gotta give it a razzle dazzle. She Sex gave her a razzle-dazzle with her ass. I was like, okay. So, <laughs> we had mutual sex sessions. Right. We talk. Yeah. It was sex toy positive. Yeah. It was fucking your throat. Now, I, who would like a good throat fucking? Hello. Listen. 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 Listen, because that's all I could say. She took that motherfucking dick down her throat. I was like, bitch, you won't die. But she took it like a trooper. Like a champ. Yeah. And Praise King. Yeah. Which in Vita Vice, who kind of like 
Maybe we can get up in here and shout. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Avita Vice who uh, showed me what praise kink was because I had no idea what that was. But I like that shit. Talking to her, he was telling her, ooh, this pussy feel good. Bitches love that shit. Like, you need to tell me this feel good. Like, Nick, I know this feel good. You tell me something that I already know because it's going to make me feel better and it's going, you know. Yeah, so I like that. So, Prince King. And then, Light BDSM. Yes. Because I had the butt plugs and in the hand. Um, did he have nipple clumps too? Was it? Yes, did have the nipple clumps, baby. Yeah. Uh, you ain't putting them on my titties. But uh, you yeah. will put them on my titties. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, thank you. <laughs> this was good. Shout out to the artists that give us uh, the BDSM, that give us the praise kink. Oh my they God. Give us the nasty motherfucking sex. The, the bitch be so wet. He had to put a blanket down under her ass. She thought she was like, I don't need no blanket. Lucky you had that blanket. Now ain't you, girl? Cause you a was big old, a big old puddle in the damn. <laughs> you know what, Rilzy? Shout out to Rilzy. Yeah. And I mean, shout out to Rilzy because we, and I remember us having this conversation on the whole thon Shout out to my hoes. B. Shout out to my hoes. Like we talked about how we talked about how um, a man, a man who was afraid of using sex toys, he childish. So for Rosa to come with a man who brought a big old suitcase of sex toys to customs, baby. Custom, he had the custom officers looking at him, but he was the type of man that ain't even cared. Like, bitch, I'm about to get my was with a sling. He was with a sling. Top tear dick, and he did not even care. Will you? That was double top tier dick, and I was here for Thank it. So shout you. out to Rizzy. Shout out to Rizzy that come through with another Beyonce. Oh, okay. Beyonce drop. Y'all disrespectful. But we <laughs> real disrespectful. But I ain't mad at you. Y'all, y'all was real disrespectful. You and Nicole Falls, y'all was real disrespectful with the Beyonce drops. But you know what? The books was worth the drop. I'm not even mad. I don't be mad at Beyonce, so I ain't gonna be mad at you. But you know, because listen, I would ask Rosie if Lennox and Yara is gonna come back up again, but I don't want to put this because it's a it was a short erotic novel. But Rosie, I will be in your DMs tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, I do the I, I do the motherfucking praise dance, girl. Give me some more Yara and motherfucking Lennox, cause who I I mm. well also shout out to Realzy because she sent this book to a lot of reviewers and bloggers. So also shout out to her for getting her book in readers' hands so that they can get help get the word out there about her about that book because I'm yeah. telling y'all y'all need to get your motherfucking hand on that book. It's in Kindle Unlimited because that book is motherfucking fire. Okay. Yeah. So I shout out this. to you girl for getting your book in uh readers, bloggers, you know, reviewers' hands. You my ace boo coon girl and I ain't we me you we friends for a long time. You and me will never party. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but Rosie know, Rosie know how I feel about her, so I ain't even gotta go back there. She already know how I feel about her, so she was doing yeah. surprise drops. I went in my email. I was like, Rosie, <laughs> you'd be like, Rosie, this what you doing? Rosie, <laughs> yeah. Rosie, yes, we love it. We love, love to it. see it. Love Everything it. about the book, I loved, loved, loved. Had no problems with it. None, none. Yeah, well, well, I really didn't have any problems with it, other than the fact that I would wanted it longer. Oh, short. It was like short. So, Tima, get your life. It said short, dummy. But you know how I brought it short in the goddamn title. We're not doing this with you today. Well, we'll see next time. Make it an erotic long. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see what I gotta do with? Y'all see what I gotta deal with? But shout out to you, Real Z. We appreciate shout out to you, Real Z. Thank you. You always coming through. I'm gonna call her the friends to lovers queen because mama freaking friends to lovers, okay? Listen, she done put out a couple of friends to lovers. I was like, <laughs> and y'all know how I feel about friends to lovers. So if y'all see me talking about these friends to lovers like this. Will, you know, listen, a good friends to lovers will have me acting a fool, and I was acting a fool. So thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. You know, this brings us to book number three. Oh, took me totally by surprise this was totally a different read from me so mm-hmm. inside of this book we have freedom and isis isis mm-hmm. is a receptionist in a really popular uh tattoo shop mm-hmm. and uh freedom is a retired rapper retired mm-hmm. famous rapper wow mm-hmm. let me tell y'all something this book had me on my motherfucking tip the tip of the motherfucking toes um Shout out to you, Miss Kima, because you did your motherfucking thing inside of this book, okay? Because the way you had fucking freedom up in this girl ass, I was like, oh, wow. Yes, I liked it. I liked the fact that this man, I, I would I would say that this book was, I would say it was really an insta-love book because when they, when they first met each other, the sparks was there. It was like they had yes. that chemistry. On both sides, yep. On both sides. So I would say into love. But what I really loved about this book, mm-hmm. fast pace, it was engaging and um, it was unapologetically black. I love it was unapologetically black. I love that about this book. Like I, I loved how she used the AAVE in the book, especially when she said, and I, and then she said, I was like, yeah. Okay, you like black ass life. Give me my blackity black ass books. I, I listen. This book was blackity black. Free. These were some street. These were some street ass niggas inside of this book. Yes. Even uh, ISIS. ISIS was the street. Ice? Ice? ISIS ain't playing no games. ISIS was like, she no. ain't got time for none of these niggas. The only thing she see them for. ISIS was, was ready to pop the pussy and. Bus a move. Okay, bus a move, I mean leave. And the thing about it is that 
I'm gonna add free to my compassionate gangster list Ooh. because I'm gonna I'm gonna because you know I have these uh, a group of men who I call them um, compassionate gangsters because these niggas they gonna love the fuck out of you. You understand? They hurt as fuck, but they gonna love the fuck out of you. I love. He definitely was a compassionate gangster for me. Like I... this dude was in from day one to the fact that this dude was willing to settle for a friend's with benefit situation to convince her that hey, I want the long term. This nigga was in it to win it. You understand? With free. That's my nigga. He was in it the motherfucking long haul. He was not playing with her. And I loved how Kima wrote that he really wanted to change her mind or her mindset about what she thought about men and relationships. Like Tamer said, even with him settling with being in a friend's to lovers, I mean, a friends with benefit situation with her, he was still in his mind like, I'm going to agree with what she wants, but I'm still going to try to convince her that I'm that dude for her. Like, I'm motherfucking it, you know? And he, I, told her. he told her from the job that, listen, this dick is official. I'm going to ruin you. And she didn't believe that shit. You understand? He, he ruined her ass. Did he tell you? He gonna ruin you with dick. Don't even get on the dick. Don't do it. Leave. Leave. Do not do it. Because a man who know he gonna ruin you with the dick, pack up your shit and leave, sis. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm trying to... Listen, this is not recommended. It is not recommended. Do not pass motherfucking go. If a motherfucking tell you he's gonna ruin you with your dick, pick up your panties, put your bra and your clothes back on, and leave because you, 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 know you know what ruined dick will do to you it will have you acting like isis in this book this girl was so motherfucking confused this is the chick that vowed that she would never be with a man like that and she tried to play it off so quick with freedom but listen what I liked about Freedom is how he turned the table on her ass. Because even though he wanted to be with her, he wasn't going to chase her ass. And I was like, you know right. what? I got you, my guy. I got you. And that's Because she was playing in his motherfucking face. Because all she, she had to do was be real with herself. And she wasn't being real with herself. And it was like, girl, what you out here doing? Yeah, and that's what made girl. That's what made this book so relatable. See, Isis saw her mom and her sister her mom her side made bad decisions when it comes to when it came to love so mm -hmm. she was like you know i ain't going down like that you understand they made bad decisions so it, it's it's like she put herself in survival mode i will protect myself from being in love by dogging these niggas just i would say dogging these niggas but letting them know up front i only want the dick no, slap the dick off. on me. <laughs> I slap the dick on me and let me go. So she 
And then her sister dated this rapper who kind of like dogged her out and leave her and just did her so dirty. And she was like, I'm not going to date no rappers. Here comes free swag ass with the tattoos looking all juicy like a piece of prime medium rare steak in the steak. Baby, we was looking juicy. You understand what I'm saying? So this dude made her come by just talking. If a man do that to you, do not leave. Leave. <laughs> we do not suggest. We suggest that you pick up your panties oh, or your bra and your clothes. And I can't even get mad at free because she know better. This dude make her come. While she was at motherfucking work. While she was at while she was at work, I was like, sir, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) That was this I don't know. This book really took me by surprise. Um, I love the conversations that she had inside of this book. You know, what freedom really being like because he had his own issues with a love relationship as well. And he also mm-hmm. lost someone because of a love re- relationship that he was in. But mm-hmm. he was in the mind frame to believe that I'm not going to put, um, you know, all, you know, I'm not going to put what happened to me on all women. I'm willing right. to keep going out there and finding love and I love the fact that she made freedom this this man that was willing to say that yeah I got hurt and yeah shit is fucked up and for him to be a street dude as well that he was willing to give love another try and as soon as he met Isis he already knew from what his mother told him he already knew that this is real, this is the one. And that's why he yeah. was playing with her ass. And he told her, I ain't no motherfucking bounce on the motherfucking house dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you either gonna be in this or you not. You know? So, I like the he conversation. Was that playing with her. No, he and wasn't. Nope. Not playing with her ass at all. Even though, and it's like he settled for what she wanted and for a man to settle for what you want and to try to convince you differently, that says a lot. You understand? He really was all in. Like, he really wanted more. Like, he treated her. He was just calling her to ask her how her day was. It's like, it was... But she... that And that was the thing that tripped me up in this book. Because she wanted him to treat her like a fuck dude would treat her. And he wouldn't. And she got mad at that because he would do the things he would do like boyfriend, girlfriend type shit with her. And Mm -hmm. she would get upset, but she was falling for him too. And it was like, huh? You know what I mean? Because he could have went the route of treating her like, all right, we just going to keep this to a sex thing. But he wanted more out of the situation. And I liked when he realized that, you know what, like he told her when she was just doing too much and was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. 
I like that he was like, you know what? I settled once. I'm not doing that shit again. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to make the decision on what you want. I'm not going to chase you no more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Too. He was on his grown man shit. He put himself first. Like, he knew that he wanted this girl, but he also knew, also knew what he deserved. He also knew he deserved better. So he was like, you know what? It's going to hurt me, but I'm going to let this bitch go because she wants to she <laughs> You understand? Like, now nah, you gotta go. She was so I, I liked when her I liked when her family freaking got her ass straight together and was like, you know what? You falling for this nigga. You know you love this dude. Don't let the decisions that we made deter you from finding true love. You understand? Like, she was being judgmental as fuck. Like, talking shit about her sister, her brother, because they made decisions like you say you don't want to be judged, but you was judging your family members because they made decisions in their love lives, in their love lives, which don't have shit to do with you. Not shit to do with you. I get it. Because you see someone that's close to you making decision decision how oh, I ain't making that decision. I'm not gonna make no decision like that. But in the in the process of you doing that, you come off as real kind of uh, freaking judgmental and contradictory. And that's what she was. And I'm glad her mother got her ass together. Cause like her mother told her. You sitting up here be on, trying to be on your grown woman shit, but you sound like a little girl because you're in judgment of your sister, okay? You're in judgment of me and your brother. And like her mother motherfucking told her, like, listen, if you want to be the single and, you know, have the motherfucking single lifestyle, lifestyle and be out here fucking niggas, you know, have your little dog on the side of you, like me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then that's the lifestyle you want but don't sit up here and be in judgment of other people and i'm glad her mother called her out right. she was like bitch you judge it and i don't like that i don't like it her mama <laughs> called her right out rightfully yes so. rightfully so her mama called her out because and then rightfully you so I'm like her mother. You lucky. You better go ask your sister to forgive you because you walk around here looking like motherfucking Bob Marley and shit, okay? Uh, you know what? Bob Marley here did not look bad. It was free form, so... Uh, your hair ain't gonna look right. <laughs> so, um, listen. I... Enjoyed this book. I thought this definitely was definitely so enjoyed. I really love the concept of us. I really love getting into these books where we see more emotionally involved evolved men in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think in I think that's what resonated with these three books that we read mm-hmm. uh, this week. I think out of all you know, out of all these three books, we had very emotionally involved men who wanted to make the relationships. And we had, like, very... It's outside of Yara. I think we had very skittish women that were just like, ooh, I don't know. (laughs) And, you know, and these men really did what they had to do to make a difference and make them realize, like, hey, I'm something different. Yeah. I liked it. Kima really... Kima really did a good job on this book. I enjoyed it. I was so blown away by this book. I... I 
she did just such an amazing job with this story. And I just love the whole street element of the book. Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't come up out of that street scene to impress or, you know, try to keep it cute or anything like that. Like, we stayed in street mode with all of the characters, and we still had a motherfucking love story. Mm -hmm. Listen, street motherfuckers need love, too, okay? Street motherfuckers need love. I'm here for it. I'm fucking here for it. I was here for it. It was so good. Yo, he was eating her ass up. He was giving her top dick. He was eating her pussy the way she wanted her pussy to be ate. Listen. And you know we love that shit. I love pussy niggas, okay? (laughs) (laughs) She she did get on my my nerve a little bit because she was so, like, she was fighting it. She was fighting it. But I did understand her point of view. I got it. I got her point of view, and I got what you were saying earlier about her being very cautious. But you can't also, you also can't let someone else's situation, like her mother told her, you can't let someone else's situation dictate how you're going to live your life. Like, I got that she was trying to guard her her heart, because, bitch, yes, guard your heart. Be careful who the fuck you give your heart and your body to. Be careful with that shit. But... Once someone proves to you that they're different and they're trying to give you the love that you need, not just want, but also need. Yes. Freedom was giving her that and she spit in that man's face. And I was just like, nah, bitch, what is you doing? But again, I like the themes that came to be covered inside of the story. And I like how it was good. The conversation that she had inside of the story was well done. Yeah. And Free really didn't have no stinking ass attitude with her when she came back. He was calm and he allowed her he allowed her to be like, I'm sorry. This is why I I acted the way that I acted. And afterwards he was like, yeah, bring your ass here. And then moving forward, didn't really sleep with her because he wanted to really date her and get to know her. Like, this book was so good. I love that part where we got to it where he was like, okay, I will... I want to have a relationship with you. Like, I actually want to have a relationship with you. So we're not going to be fucking. Which ain't last long because Isis was like, I, I get it, but I want that dick. <laughs> Isis was like, bring the dick because you playing, baby. Where is the dick? You know? But I, I love that she put that in there because it, it, it showed that he really wanted to try at a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And I think he not only did that for his benefit, but he did that for her benefit, too, to prove to her that we can have something meaningful outside of sex. Because she was always looking at relationships through a sex lens, a sexual lens. And I think mm-hmm. he did that, not like I said, not for, just for her benefit, but also for, I mean, not just for his benefit, but for hers to prove to her that, you know, we can have something more. We can do something more with this outside of us just fucking all the time. You know, yeah, I love that she covered that. So, again, the conversations uh, that Kima B had inside of the story between Lennox and Yara and outside of them, you know, it it was good conversations. Like even with him being in that street life, you know, turning it over and becoming this very successful guy, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, it was good, you know, and she does touch upon, uh, you know, loss. He lost someone inside of this story that was really dear to him. So he, she does touch upon death 
inside of the story and stuff like that. So, but it's a good story. I I loved it. I I thought bang bang up motherfucking job. Okay, bang yeah. Shout out to Kima. She really did a good job with this book. Yeah, I was. This this was so good. I love. I I'm not gonna mad. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, I'm not mad. Um, I had a good motherfucking reading week this week. Like y'all tripped me the motherfucking mm-hmm. up with these books. I don't yeah. like. I, I'm really and Kima really, really, really did the thing. They this. came with the motherfucking fire, bitch. Set my drawers all the way on fire. I was happy. I was like, bitch, okay, I feel the fire. This is good. All three. All three of them just shut yeah, it they, they came with the motherfucking gun smoking, shooting bullets at bitches, you know. Some we caught, some we had, you know. I, yeah, We probably got hurt a little bit, but bitch, I was happy. I got up, I was happy. Yeah. So, they did little, even though they did their little Beyonce shit, you know, I'm gonna let drops. But uh, yeah, awesome job. Love the book, Kima. This is definitely a five star read for me, bitch. I'll be stingy with my five stars, but you can have, you can have five. We plus know, motherfucking great. I we, Kima, take this and run with it, child. Cause she's yeah. five stars. You stingy yeah. than me, and my ass is stingy. Okay, but half star read for me. So yeah, so yeah, it was a half star read for me. Yeah, and it's even more than yeah, yeah, four and a half. Well, at the end of it all, I enjoy all my reading week was. Motherfucking fantastic. Thanks to Nicole, Realzy, and Kima. Thank y'all very much. Shout out to Black Office. Keep giving me the really real. And I'm going to keep spending my motherfucking money. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know about the spending money I'm playing. <laughs> All I know is I want a paperback of Nicole's book because that motherfucking cover is giving me Teddy Pentagrass vibes. Okay. Bitch, be horny. Uh, I want to give back of all three of these books. Honestly. I, I'm about to say, I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I want a paperback of all three Nicole's, Kima's, and Realsies. I want paperbacks. So that's all. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, they did the damn thing. Shout out, to these, shout out to these ladies, yo. I am so. Shout out. I don't even know. Just shout out to these women for coming the week for real. Listen, shout out to authors, period. Mm-hmm. Y'all be coming with these motherfucking stories, okay? I come across some stories sometimes. I'll be like, bitch, did you really write this? Because you're trying to fuck with me. And all I'm trying to do is read a book and you fucking with me. But. <laughs> But, you know, just shout out to Arthur's. Like, I get them their kudos all the time because they be giving us these motherfucking stories. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, I know, yeah. and I know it's tough sometimes when you're out yeah. there and you're in your writing and you feel like you're yep. not appreciated. But, you know, want you to know that we do appreciate you. We you appreciate know. you. Listen, and I'll be you. having my, listen, I'll be having my issues, but like 99% of the time, I do like a just about everything I read. I really, yeah. really do. You know what I'm saying? So 
So I appreciate everything that these authors do. Keep giving me these mm-hmm. motherfucking stories. Keep tripping me the fuck up. Keep giving me the motherfucking tizzies. You know, I love it. I ain't mad. You know, so shout out to all the authors, you know, especially the black ones, uh, POC, the digitist authors. Thank y'all very much. Shout out to my white authors, too, because uh, Avita Vice, when we get in that next monster book, girl, give it to me. You know what? Speaking of monster books, I am currently reading Morning Glory Milking Farm. Don't and tell this me about that book because, bitch, I'm about to pick it up. Because everybody's talking about this motherfucking milking, <laughs> minotaur milking book. I just saw uh, one of my books, one of my favorite books, the grandmas just did a video review on it. Uh, Bianca, oh my God, had me hollering, hollering. Don't you tell me nothing about this book. I, I won't. I said, I got to pick this book up because. I want to read about minotaurs getting milked, titties getting squeezed for some milk. I want to hear it. Ah, look at the table face. Like, oh, girl, no, you don't. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So we gonna, mm, I, you know what? I think the next episode we might talk about minotaurs and milking. Yes, we should do a monster fucking episode next. One. We should do a monster fucking episode. Yes. 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 Are we going to do them? Uh, yes. We're we going to do it. it. Our next episode is going to be monster fucking. So we're going to yes. do, do a little monster searching. And we're going to do some monster fucking stories. Miss Avita, we're calling you. Because, mm-hmm. girl. Ooh, pie. Ooh, girl. Ooh, with the different with the wings and the tongue and the uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, so <laughs> so yeah. Uh so we move on to our uh bullshit part of the uh episode. It's always some bullshit. You know, you would think inside of the bookish world we won't have so much bullshit, but we always do. So yeah, um, What's the latest bullshit this week? Me getting blocked on uh, Twitter from... Who uh, blocked okay. you? Oh, girl, we gonna pass that. We ain't gonna say no names, but they know who they are. I found out that I was blocked by two authors on... When I was on my vacation. You know, I'm those... Blocked. I got blocked by associates. You got blocked by... I was on vacation, and you know I'm nosy, and I'm seeing, you know, like when you comment on the status and you realize that you can't see, so you want to know why I can't see. Is this right. is this person blocked me? <laughs> so I found out that I was blocked by these authors. So yeah, and I just realized that no love lost. I mean, there's no love lost at all. But you just realize that authors say they want reviews, but they really don't. Some of them, they want uh, five-star reviews, and you don't want critical reviews. And I don't, I'm going to continue to be me. I, I feel like my reviews are very honest. I tell you what I like, and I tell you what I don't like. And if it's something that I don't like, I'm going to tell you about it. And if you don't like it, then, oh, 
fucking well because that's just me. I am being honest. I'm not saying that, you know what? It, it is what it is. Fuck me, whatever. Like, but don't complain and say you want reviewers and then you have reviewers who are giving you critical reviews and then you can't handle that, you know? So, yeah. And I don't, listen, I've been doing this for way too long and I, I've, like, even when I met Tama, I told Tama, like, you can't not get yourself really too invested. And I've, I've fallen in that trap, like, way too many times um but as i've gotten older and you know i had to start checking myself um i um i, I i'm i'm no longer invested i'm i honestly am not like if 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 i feel like cuz i don't want to sound i don't want to come off sounding like an asshole but i just feel like i don't want to hear people always talking about where the black review is at, where, you know, right. the POC review is at, where the indigenous review is at. But when those, those set readers don't give the reviews that people want to hear or see, it's like, now you're being blocked, you're losing followers and things like that. Um, so, you know, again, You're're I've been like, doing this shit way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I honestly, my my feelings about reviewing and how people see reviewers you know and I'm not talking about professional reviewers or anything like that just regular people like myself and Tama you know and other reviewers out here just doing what they love to do in their motherfucking free time not getting paid for it Um, not getting (laughs) paid for this you know um, do this because we love black romance and we appreciate the authors but don't come up here getting all offended when it makes me feel like because you're a black author and we are black reviewers, you expect us to love everything that you put out there and you expect us to give everything that you put out there five stars. Uh, my name is Latima Isabella Roll. That no, definite. Okay, that's no. And I'm not saying I'm just going out there to criticize everyone's book or just to freaking dog all people's book. No, I'm not doing that. Honest. I'm going to tell you how I feel. This. It's me spending my money and reading this damn book on my free time, like she wanted to say, and I'm not getting paid. So this is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to sit here and lie that I was kind of like offended for like an hour. (laughs) I had to get myself together and be like, girl, Tima, what you doing? Like, no, this is not. mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not going to sit here and I feel like Sharon and I are not rude when we review. Even on the podcast, we have our shenanigans. We talk shit, but we're not disrespectful at all. So I just don't understand. But anyway, yeah, moving right along. <laughs> That's a little bullshit from my end. I agree wholeheartedly, you know, but like I said, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like for me as like the long I stay inside of this community, I'm really, I, I like, I'm exhausted. Like literally I'm exhausted. Um, I don't feel like being like 100% into this shit anymore. Like I'm still going to do this podcast. I'm still going to 
read books and I'm still going to do my TikToks and I'm still going to talk about books and shit like that. But like, I just feel like I'm not invested in this community anymore. I think this is a very um, pick me um, invest, invested. You know, I think this is a very pick me community and I don't, I, I, you know, and I, I don't fault. Listen, at the end of the day, I got into this because I love books. I've always been a lover of books. I love reading books. I love the stories that people put out there. And I'm always going to say what's really real, especially when, listen, at the end of the day, when I'm spending my motherfucking money, I'm going to tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. You can't have a problem with that. That's not my issue because <laughs> I already spent my money. You know what I'm saying? Especially when no. a review wasn't, I, I would say a review wasn't rude. It wasn't blasted on social media. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, it wasn't. At, the, at the end of the day, if you go looking, you gonna you find, find what you ain't looking for. Anyway, yeah, and <laughs> I mean that's, yeah. that's that on that because I stopped a long time ago because I learned a long time ago from uh, bloggers when I was book, you know, me doing book blogging. I learned a long time ago not to tag authors. No, no matter what, that's what I was told. Rather, you got something good to say, bad to say, neutral to say. Don't tag them. If they want to see it, they're going to find it. Because it's very discouraging, especially when you hear, oh, there are no black reviewers. There are no black. You have two bomb-ass bitches. Eh. You got two bomb-ass bitches reviewing romance exclusively. Exclusively. It feels like it's like. Let me tell you something. I've been blogging, book blogging since 2011, officially, okay? But fucking, fucking around since 2008, okay? And I've always heard that. I've always heard that, seen that. Where's the Black reviewers? Where's the POC reviewers? Where the Indigenous reviewers? Blah, 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 blah. But when you get those reviewers... It, it listen, the math ain't mathing on that part, and that's all I'm gonna say on that. So yeah. <laughs> so I, when I see people tweet that or say that or recommend uh, a black blogger or a, a blogger of color, something like that, the math never maths, and that's all I gotta say on that because I've seen yeah, this yeah. shit. I've been in this shit way too long. I done seen this shit way too long, and I'm tired. So yeah. See, and I haven't been um, reviewing that long. Like, I've been reading for a long time, and I've reviewed books. Mm-hmm. But really, that I've been doing for the past two years, this is only two years. Like I said, it's only two years for me. Right. And blogging from that long, and me being here for two years, and I'm feeling this way, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, just say y'all want reviewers to give y'all a five-star review all the time. And just get the hell. Because that's what it seems like what y'all want. And I'm not saying that we're going in here saying your book. Like we're going in here to be critical. But. Right. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. And if you can't handle that then. That's a personal problem. Well I just feel like you can't be asking for black reviewers. 
or, you know, darker POC reviewers and stuff, and then you're uplifting the white reviewers, you're uplifting the, uh, you know, the white passing POC reviewers. You can't do that. But I've seen these, I've seen authors treat black reviewers a certain way, but when the white reviewers tear up their book, oh, well, thank you for reading. You ain't tell me thank you for reading. What's up with that? Got a block, child. <laughs> got from you, I'm a friend. And I'm like, ah, that's what I do. I really do shit this time. <laughs> and, and that's what it is, you know. And it's not to say that I'm jaded because I'm, I, I'm like, honestly, I am not. I'm, I'm just like 100. I'm exhausted and um, I'm focusing on other things. And I just feel like this. Like, at the end of it all, like, I really dislike to say this, but sometimes I just feel like this community isn't worth um, investing in anymore. Uh, again, I'm always say, I feel like it's a pick me, choose me. You know, it, there's always be one type of a community. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Um, because if that's something people want to be a part of, then that's what they want to be a part of. I wanted to be a part of that. I, I ain't no motherfucker, you know. I would never call, you know, I would never call somebody out for wanting to be a part of something because that's something, it was something that I want to be, wanted to be a part of, but I don't want to be a part of it anymore. So I'm just going to do what I do. I'm just going to stay on my blog. I'm going to stay mm -hmm. over here on the podcast. I'm, you know, I'm going to do my TikToks and my other little shit. And, you know, uh, occasionally I'll be nosy. I'll peek in. I'll talk some shit. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> That's just how I am. I'm tired, you know. I'm, I'm, and plus, I'm getting too old for this shit. Bitch went to the doctor. Bitch told me, bitch, you got high blood pressure. Cut it the fuck out. So I can't be doing this shit no more. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But that was on bullshit. Yeah. And also, we had another white woman acting crazy on the bookstagram. A white woman, white woman, and as usual, I don't know why we're that so lady got this. on Instagram and said reverse racism because if, well, what if the white reviewers only get to review white books? I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Y'all been doing that. Real like, motherfucking quick, lady. Because what the fuck? You know what? I ever since 2016, white people have learned the word the word racist. They have learned the word reverse racism, and they throw it at everything and everybody. White people, especially white women, want to be oppressed so motherfucking bad. They want to be down in the trenches, but them bitches can never handle it. Cause bitch, I will dare you to be me for a motherfucking day, bitch. And I'm gonna want to well, see can't, how you can't handle it. Won't be able to bookstagram because she was mad because a publisher told her that they are considering black and POC and in the, in the uh, indigenous reviewers first, and that lady got mad. She said that is reverse racist. She said you being racist towards the white. <laughs> I love when white people. Say I love, I honestly, I cackle now. I love when white people say that because I just be like, y'all really don't, like, they don't, they, they don't even look at a dictionary. They, Trump got them out here feeling a certain way and I don't even know no more. But it's like, what? 
girl. And then she did a whole Instagram story answering her own questions. I'm quite sure she had some racist fools up in her stories. Of um, course. But even the, the slide that you shared on your Instagram, where another bookstagram uh, put up, bookstagrammer put up saying that, you know, reverse racism isn't a thing. And the comments up under that, ladies, and I <laughs> Ooh, we ain't never going to evolve. Um, <laughs> I know the most high is looking down at us like, look at these motherfuckers down here. But, uh, you know, it's it's amazing to me to see people really think that um, because black people, uh, POC and indigenous people um, get preference, they don't like that. White people are so used to being the uh, the preference. They are so used to having uh, top privilege that when that privilege and that preference is offered to anyone outside of them, they don't like it. And homegirl proved that. Oh, definitely. In her dumbass uh, Instagram story, and it's 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 getting weird. I want y'all to stop because it's getting motherfucking weird because y'all out here looking foolish. I just didn't laugh because I was like, here go white women, white women and again. I just... (laughs) But you know what is amazing is that they do this. um, They delete their shit. They disappear for a day, two, a week, you know, some months or whatever and they come back and all is good. It's like it never happened for them to them. You know, so um, they're never held accountable for the bullshit they pull, and we don't get we don't get that chance either. You know, we lose the followers. Don't lose the followers, girl. We lose the followers. We get blocked. We be called all sorts of ugly asses and niggas, and it's like they they don't have any consequences for the stuff that they do they go and come back like nothing happened and we've seen it we listen look at that author today that got on instagram it's very about her white privilege and how she felt like she was being bullied in the ya community and because of diversity, I, I I would never understand why the hill, especially white women want to die on is sharing space with black people and sharing space with POC and sharing space with indigenous. I indigenous people. I don't understand why it is always the hill they want to die on and they will be so bold in their wrongness, so bold in their bullshit and it's like what the fuck? (laughs) Because the white man, you will that white man that claims he he loves you so much he will absolutely treat you like a piece of shit too. But I I don't understand why this is always the hill that they want to die on. Like, it's like, what? And I be trying to have faith. I I don't trust. I don't trust them. I don't. I, I be real. I move real cautiously. Because I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Because they, 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 they will, they will, they will, they will, they will, 
sneak their way and stealth their way into spaces. And then the next thing you know, they shouting racist. They 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 sprouting and shouting with racist shit. And don't seen it way too many times, especially in the bookish community where these chicks have wormed their way into certain spaces. And the next thing you know, they shouting racist bullshit. And I can't. I, I'm sorry. So if I if I move a little cautious around you bitches, you are gonna have to excuse me. Blame your sisters, your cousin, your aunts, and your motherfucking mamas, cause I can't do it. Mm-mm. I y'all be tripping. Cause y'all be motherfucking tripping. That shit is ridiculous. It 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 honestly is. I ain't never seen nothing like it. That shit is like a phenomenon. I'm like, bitch, what is y'all over here doing? What y'all got going on over here now? They crazy. They crazy. And be having black babies, mm. POC babies. Oh my God! Indigenous <laughs> babies. Oh my God! What's wrong with y'all? Ooh, and they and they be the same sex saying, "Well, I have a black friend, and I'm not this." Well, I have a black child. I have a black grandbaby. Oh my God! Anyway, so I'm gonna need for y'all to stop. But y'all not gonna stop because no, they're not gonna privilege stop. Privilege won't let you stop. So, yeah. And please stop using Martin Luther King in y'all stories. Please stop it. That man is tired of y'all. His family is tired of y'all. Black people are tired of y'all using that man when y'all fucking murder him. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Lord Jesus. They love putting Martin Luther King in this. Martin Luther King, now, now, what I do? How do I get in this? Like, that poor man. He's really the Nene Leaks real child. He said, I ain't even had nothing to do. Yeah, what I do? I ain't, I ain't even said nothing. Oh my God. These bitches be bugging. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's bullshit number two for the day. That's bullshit number two, honey. We gonna need for y'all to stop. We gonna need for y'all to we're gonna need for y'all to stop sneaking and stealthing y'all way into our into the communities. And we ain't gonna need for y'all to stay on the white side of the fence. We really gonna need it. Because y'all just do too much. I, I I'm serious. I mean, if you over here, if you true about your shit and you wanna be, I hate I don't like that word anymore either, ally. If if that's what you wanna be, then be that. But please, please, for the love of God. God, stop it. Stop it. Y'all getting a motherfucking annoying now. And motherfuckers getting tired of y'all. Y'all about to start getting the hands-on touch. That's what y'all about to start getting. <laughs> hands-on, bitch. Ain't no more talking. Y'all getting hands-on. Cut it out. Cut it out. It's getting annoying. It really is. I am tickled. I'm, 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 child, I'm so done. I be seeing shit all the time. I be like, child, I'm so tired. My poor little heart can't take it. My pressure is, my, every time I go to the doctor, she be like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I don't know, doc. I gotta stay off of shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers get on my nerves, doc. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. But that's why I stepped back from a lot of stuff because honestly, truly, seriously, my doctor was like, you gotta, you got to take a step back from some things. So, yeah. Bitch, I'm going to be dead. I'll be dead. And if I keep it up, I'll be dead. So, I got to stop. So, yeah. But, yeah. 
That's my story. I'm gonna stick beside it. I ain't gonna eat no motherfucking salad now. No, that's not true. I made a bomb ass salad the other day. Who said anything but any salad, Sharonda? What'd you say? You ain't gonna say I said, I'm going to stick beside it. Bitch, you said motherfucking liquor. That's why I ain't no motherfucking good. That's why the doctor told me, she told me to stop drinking too. I told her no. What? I told her no. What? How else am I going to relieve my stress outside, you know, my other activities? Working out. I don't, don't want to do all that. The gun range. Ooh. That's what I'm sex. trying to get my sister. But um, that's what I'm trying to get my sister them to do. I'm trying to get us to go to the gun range. That's what I'm trying to get us to do. But them hoes don't want to go. Corny. As an ex-military hoe, I'm trying to get back in the range. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm at but, the all the time. I'm telling you, listen, in these present times, black people, get your hands on a gun, get your ass in a gun range and own you a gun. But anyway, so anyway, our episode for this week. Um, Yay! We got a surprise coming up for y'all, but we ain't going to tell y'all shit yet. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ready, child? But uh, we thank y'all so much for listening. If y'all stayed this long, um, and uh, until the next one, um, bye. We'll, we'll talk to y'all later. Uh, we'll be on some more books and bullshit. That's what we gonna, girl. We're about to rename this shit books and bullshit because it's always some bullshit in the bookish community. What the fuck? But yeah, you got anything else to say, Miss Tamer? She ain't got nothing else to say, y'all. Um, so that is it for us and, um, until the next one, later days, bye. Hey y'all, it's Sharonda at Brazen Bait Reviews. If you're at the end of this episode, we thank you so very much. Be sure you're following us on our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Brazen Bait Reviews Podcast, and we're on Twitter at Brazenly Shady. Check out the books we read for this episode. The details are in the show notes. And until the next bout of shenanigans, we'll talk to y'all then.